This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of my podcast. In this episode, I am going to be talking UFC. This month, the month of March, there are two big UFC pay-per-view events, UFC 259 as well as UFC 260. And between those two pay-per-views, we have five title fights. Yeah, five title fights in just the month of March alone. That's crazy. This is one of the biggest, craziest months in the history of the UFC to have five title fights in one month. I'm really excited about it. What I'm going to do in this episode is I'm going to go through all five of those title fights, give a little bit of my breakdown and analysis of those fights, and then give predictions of who I think is going to win each of those five title fights. Okay, so with that, let's start with UFC 259, which is going to take place this Saturday night, March 6th. In this event, there are going to be three title fights, the first one being Peter Yan against Aljamain Sterling for the bantamweight title. The main event is going to be Jan Blahovich against Israel Adesanya for the light heavyweight title. And then there is a women's featherweight belt match between Amanda Nunes and Megan Anderson. And we'll start right there with that fight between Nunes and Anderson. The current champion, Amanda Nunes, is a monster favorite in this fight, as she should be. She's more than a 10-to-1 favorite right now to win this fight. So Megan Anderson is a huge long shot in this fight, despite being the number one contender in that division. But that being said, I do think they got this line right. Amanda Nunes has been on an absolute tear. She hasn't lost a fight in over five years. She's had eight successful title defenses in a row now, split between two divisions, the featherweight and the bantamweight. She's beaten just about all of the who's who of women's fighting in those divisions, including Shevchenko twice, Durandamy twice, Felicia Spencer, Holly Holm, Chris Cyborg, Raquel Pennington, Misha Tate, Sarah McMahon. So again, all of the big names that fight in either of the two divisions that Nunez is champion in, Nunez has pretty much beaten all of them and beaten in all of them for the most part pretty convincingly as well over this five plus year run where her dominance has been and since she's lost her last fight a long time ago. It is pretty safe to say at this point that Nunez is not only the best women's fighter right now but probably the best women's fighter of all time making this a huge task for Megan Anderson if she's going to want to try to steal a victory here. Look Megan Anderson is a very good striker she's a dangerous striker she has knockout power for sure. That is going to be her only hope in this fight, to try and knock out Amanda Nunes, which seemingly seems like an impossible task to do, but that will be her only hope in this fight. If she can't get the finish, if she can't score the knockout, I don't see any other path to victory for her in this fight. In a way, she's going to have to get a little bit lucky and land something really clean and hard and catch Amanda off guard, because though Megan Anderson is a very good women's fighter, she's just not on the same level as Amanda Nunes. In two 2019, Anderson did lose to Felicia Spencer, who Nunez just recently beat. And in 2018, Anderson also lost to Holly Holm, who Nunez has already beaten. So again, some of those common opponents that Nunez has dominated, Anderson has struggled with, but Anderson is on a two-fight winning streak right now. She finished both of those opponents in the first rounds, so she should be coming into this fight with a little bit of confidence. We'll see if she can score the knockout. I don't think she is going to be able to do that. I fully expect Ananda Nunez to defend her title once again to show why she is a huge 10-to-1 plus favorite right now. I think she gets the job. 
job done. I think Nunez wins this fight fairly easily. Okay, so let's move on to the second title fight that's on this card, and that is between the bantamweight champion Peter Yan against the number one contender in that division, Aljamain Sterling. This is a very interesting fight. These are two very good fighters. I think they're pretty equally matched fighters. They are both on solid winning streaks right now. Peter Yan's actually on a 10-fight win streak, while Aljamain is on a 5-fight win streak. And though Jan is the champion and has won 10 in a row, I definitely think this fight against Sterling is going to be by far his biggest test to this point. It will also be his first title defense after defeating Jose Aldo for this title. And look, we all know Aldo is no longer in his prime. This is an aging Aldo who's just not quite what he used to be. Not taking anything away from Jan, he did dominate that fight and win pretty easily. But this fight against a prime Aljamain Sterling is going to be a little bit more difficult than that one. Especially with, like I said, Aljamain is currently on a five-fight win streak himself. Five impressive wins, not just five wins. Coming against five quality opponents, Brett Johns, Cody Stamen, Jimmy Rivera, Pedro Munoz, and Corey Sandhagen. That is a very difficult run through this very stacked bantamweight division. That is an impressive five-fight winning streak for Sterling. And look, I did say before, I think that this is a very evenly matched fight. Both of these guys do have the ability to finish, but they get by more on their technical ability. I think that Peter Jan is a little bit more technically sound than Sterling is, but I give Sterling a definite edge in creativity in the way that he attacks a fight and the way that he attacks his opponent. I think this is going to be a very fun, exciting fight to watch against two guys in their prime on top of their games right now coming in very hot. The bookmakers actually agree that this is a very evenly matched fight as shown by right now the line is even. They don't have either fighter favored over the other. It's the same price on either side, minus 110 either way. So again, this definitely should be a good one. In my opinion, I think that this fight is going to go the full five-round distance. I don't think either of these fighters will get finished in this fight. I think it's going to be a display of technical striking on both sides. And I give the edge to Aljamain Sterling in this one. I think he is going to take the belt from Peter Jan. I think his creativity is going to be the difference in this one. Give me Aljamain by a five-round decision in this fight. Okay, now let's move on to the main event of this UFC 259 card in that is going to be for Jan Blahovich's light heavyweight title against the middleweight champion Israel Adesanya. Izzy will be moving up from middleweight to light heavyweight to try to accomplish what very few have done in this sport to this point, which is holding the belt in two different UFC divisions at the same time. Izzy will be trying to join that elite list. It definitely will not come easy against the big, powerful Jan Blahovich who is currently on a four-fight win streak. He's also won eight out of his last nine fights. In this four-fight win streak, he has knocked out three of those four opponents, including in the title fight against Dominic Reyes for the light heavyweight title, which he won. Jan also has 36 professional fights in his MMA career, so he is big, he is strong, he is experienced, and he's on top of his game right now. As I said, he's won eight out of nine, so this is going to be a tall task for Israel. Israel Adesanya trying to come up and capture his second belt. Look, Izzy has been flawless in his professional MMA career to this point. He is a perfect 20-0 with 15 of those 20 wins coming by knockout. Look, with Izzy, it's all about the striking, right? He is the most technical and precise striker in the entire UFC right now. He is just so good. One of the best kickboxers on the planet, but as I said, the best technical striker in the entire UFC. 
Nobody to this point has figured out a way to beat him. He is going to try to keep that streak going against Blahovich in this main event. As I said before, he is the current middleweight champion. He has absolutely dominated that division to this point. But the big question is going to be, how is he going to look at light heavyweight, right? He usually fights at the 185 for middleweight. He'll be moving up 20 pounds to fight at 205. It's a completely different ball game there. The guys are bigger. The guys are stronger. But Izzy's advantage is going to be his speed and his technical precision. That is what he's best known for. Jan Blahovich is a little bit on the slower side while Izzy is very quick with the striking. I think that is going to be the big key difference in this fight. I think Izzy will sit on the outside and just pick him apart as he likes to do the most of his opponents. I expect this fight to look somewhat similar to the Izzy against Yoel Romero fight. The big powerful Yoel. Izzy was very, very careful fighting him he scored his points from the outside like he does so well dominated the fight on the scorecards may not have been the most exciting fight to watch and I expect this fight against Blahovich to be pretty similar to that so just the way I see this one playing out I think it will go the distance I think Izzy will be very careful he will sit on the outside and just pick apart the slower Blahovich he will win his second belt in my opinion that line right now is currently sitting at minus two 30 for Izzy. I do like it. I do think he's going to win this fight. That is a little bit of a high juice to lay for a fight like this. But again, I do think he wins the fight. I think the really good value play here is taking Israel Adesanya to win by decision. You can get a very good price here for that. It's plus 240 right now. So almost two and a half to one on your money. I like that a lot. Again, I expect it to look like the Romero fight. He's going to sit on the outside, pick him apart. I do think that it's going to end up going the five round distance. So I think this is a really nice price, a great value play. Israel Adesanya plus 240 to win by decision. Okay, so that wraps up UFC 259 this Saturday, March 6th. We will now move on to UFC 260, which is going to be three weeks later on Saturday, March 27th. And this is another card that has multiple title fights. Unlike 259, which has three title fights, 260 is going to have two title fights. The first being a featherweight clash for the title between current champ Alexander Volkanovsky and challenger Brian Ortega. And then the main event is for the heavyweight title between Stipe Miocic, who is the current heavyweight champion, and he will be facing Francis Ngannou, the number one contender, in a rematch for the heavyweight title. Okay, so let's start with that featherweight title match between current champ Volkanovski and challenger Ortega. Look, this is such an awesome fight on paper. Volkanovski and Ortega are actually two of my favorite fighters in all of UFC. I love both of their styles. I love the way both of them approach fights. I talked about technical precision when talking about some of the fighters on UFC 259. Well, these two here in this matchup are two of the most technical fighters in the entire UFC. They both have extremely impressive resumes, great technical ability, great creativity, great preparation in knowing how to attack opponents in different ways, finding holes, finding weaknesses, and exploiting them in the fight. This one has all the makings to be an incredible fight to watch, in my opinion. It's one of the ones I am most excited about. Look, Volkanovski is on an absolutely incredible run right now. He hasn't lost a fight in almost eight years. He's on a current 19-fight winning streak with almost half of those wins coming by knockout. 
He's not exactly the most powerful guy in the world, but he has a great approach and great preparation for fight. He's extremely creative, very quick as well. As always, I expect him to come into this fight with a very good game plan. He will try to stick to that game plan, but he's also very, very good at making adjustments as the fight goes on as well. He does not live and die by the game plan that he comes in with. If it's working, he's not going to change anything. He's going to stick with it, but he is fully capable and he's shown it in many of his fights of adjusting on the fly and finding a weakness as the fight plays itself out and he will continuously exploit that weakness if he finds it. That's a big reason why he's on this 19 fight winning streak and a big reason why he is the current featherweight champion. But this is going to be a huge test against Brian Ortega. Ortega is one of the best all-around fighters skill-wise in the UFC. His game really has no holes in it. He's an excellent striker and just as good of a grappler. He can stay on the feet and strike with anybody all day, but his jujitsu is incredible as well. So if you want to try to take him down and do it that way, that's not a weakness for him either. I don't really see any clear weakness at all in Brian Ortega's game. In his mixed martial arts career as a professional, he is 15-1 and overall with his only loss coming back in 2018 in a title fight against Max Holloway. But besides that Holloway fight, he has pretty much dominated everybody that he has fought with. Admittedly, he did not look good at all in that Holloway fight. It was definitely by far his worst showing ever as an MMA professional. Holloway did pick him apart in that fight. He just outstruck him from start to finish. And I think Volkanovski is really going to try to implement the same strategy that Holloway used to beat Ortega. Holloway is a guy that Volkanovski is very familiar with. Volkanovski's last two wins both came against Max Holloway, so he does know Holloway very well. Holloway was the guy who gave Ortega his only loss, but I know now Ortega is very, very eager to get back in there in a second title fight now. Maybe in that first one against Holloway, he had the jitters. He just did not look as sharp and crisp as as he usually looks. Maybe he will be more focused this time around now that it's his second title fight and not his first. But no matter what, I think that this is just such an awesome fight on paper. I expect it to live up to expectations. I think this is going to be super exciting, super fun to watch. I think early in the fight, it'll be on the feet. It'll be about the striking where they are pretty even, but maybe Volkanovski has a slight advantage in the striking. But as it goes on, I expect Ortega to try to utilize some of his jujitsu. He may try to get this fight to the grounds where I think Ortega actually has a big advantage over Volkanovski. If it does go to the grounds, I expect at some point in the fight, Ortega is going to try to test that and see if that is the case. And look, all things considered, this is a very, very difficult fight to pick a winner for, but I am going to give the slight edge to Brian Ortega because of the jujitsu. He's actually the underdog in this fight at plus 162. We will take that as the value play. Brian Ortega to win the featherweight title plus 162 over Volkanovski and putting an end to the champ's 19 fight winning streak. Okay, now let's move on to the fifth and final title fight of the month of March, the main event for UFC 260, and that is the heavyweight championship bout between current champion Stipe Miocic and number one contender Francis Ngannou. This is a rematch fight between these two heavyweights. They fought back in 2018 when Stipe Miocic earned a five-round decision victory against Francis. This is a classic type of matchup between the technical precision of somebody like Stipe Miocic and the brute force of someone like Francis Ngannou. Again, Stipe got the better of him in 
in that first fight between them back in 2018. Then after that fight, Stipe went on to fight Daniel Cormier three consecutive times. He beat him two out of three in that most recent match of his in the rubber match. Some say that cemented Stipe as the best heavyweight of all time. He's definitely up there for sure. He's really beaten the who's who of this division, including Francis, Cormier, Junior Dos Santos, Alistair Overeen, Fabricio Verdum, Andre Arlovsky. So obviously a very impressive reign for Stipe Miocic. He has won eight out of his last nine fights, with the only loss being in one of those three against Cormier. And now he will look to defend that heavyweight title and defend his reign in a rematch against Ngannou. And look, Francis, since that loss against Stipe in 2018, he actually followed up that loss with a second loss in a row when he lost the decision against Derek Lewis. But something completely changed for Francis after that two-fight losing streak. Since then, he's won four in a row. All four of them wins have been by first-round knockout. So he's been an absolute animal since that two-fight losing streak. And even before that two-fight losing streak, he was actually on a 10-fight winning streak where all 10 of those were by finish, by either knockout or submission. In fact, Francis has 15 wins in his professional MMA career, and all 15 have been by a finish. He has finished every win, 11 knockouts, 4 submissions in his 15 victories. Francis is an absolute animal. He has even taken it to a whole nother level, like I said, in this 4-fight winning streak with 4 first-round knockouts against 4 very good opponents, Curtis Blades, Kane Velasquez, Junior Dos Santos, and Jair Zeno Rosenstruck. It's absolutely impressive, to say the least, that he knocked all 4 of those guys out in the first round. He is on fire right now. He is the most dangerous man in the world right now. Stipe is going to have his hands full with this one. I think that Francis is much better today than he was when they first fought in 2018. He is definitely extremely dangerous. He is capable of knocking anybody out at any time with all of that power that he has. And in my opinion, I do think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think that Francis is going to get the better of Stipe this time. I think think he is going to score his knockout. I think he's going to find a way to get inside this time and not let Stipe just pick him apart. Sometimes Francis just runs in with reckless abandon. It works out for him. I do think he is going to find a way to get in there. Once he gets that close range, he's shown that with pretty much every fighter that he's fought, once he gets inside and he starts landing blows, it's over. He is that powerful. He is that dangerous. I think he's going to find a way to get it done this time. I think Francis wins this rematch and wins that heavyweight title. The current line for him to win is at minus 148, but we can even get a little bit of a better price. Minus 115 right now for Francis to win by knockout. That is the angle we're playing on this fight. Francis Ngannou wins the heavyweight title by knockout over Stipe at minus 115. Okay, and with that, that wraps up those five title fights that we have in the UFC for the month of March. One of the best months for UFC in the history of their existence. Just one more time to run through what I like in those five fights. I do like Amanda Nunes to win, but I'm not going to be wagering on that one because the price is just way too steep. Nunez is way too big of a favorite. But then the four plays that I do like, I'm going to take Aljamain Sterling at minus 110 to win. We are taking Israel Adesanya at great value plus 240 to win by decision. And then we are taking Brian Ortega to win his fight at plus 162 and Francis Ngannou at 
minus 115 to win by knockout. Those are the four plays that I will be making on these title fights, but I am very excited to see how all five of them play out. These are two awesome pay-per-views, two of the better cards that are out there for the UFC, one of the best months in UFC history. I'm really excited to see how it all plays out, but that does conclude everything that I have for this episode of the podcast. I will definitely be having some more episodes in the near future. In the meantime, please go follow me on Twitter. The handle is at Adam Hulse Sports. I hope you follow me there. I hope you check out my future episodes. Until then, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks for listening.